Hey guys, welcome to the number 228 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the trade that just went down between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Washington Wizards as Ruby Hachimura was sent to the LA Lakers in exchange for Kendrick Nunn, a 2023 second round pick via the Chicago Bulls, a 2028 second round pick, and a 2029 second round pick. And you know, this trade is a very interesting one to say the least. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So it actually did happen. Hachimura was traded, and we've heard the rumors, you know, over the past few years, but he was finally actually traded. Um, and again, the deal, you know, Wizards get Kendrick Nunn, a guy that played decent basketball. But before we get into what the Wizards are getting, I'd like to talk about what they are giving away. And a guy like Ruby Hachimura, and I'm kind of disappointed about what happened to him because he was a guy that showed a lot of promise, a lot of potential. And his rookie year came in averaging 13 and a half points per game. Efficiency wasn't great. He then improved that efficiency in year two, learning really how to take over the game and really create his own shot more. And I'd say that was his career year. Then he kind of leveled up, missed basically half the season, the first half of the season last year in 2022. And while, you know, he was getting less minutes, so of course he wasn't going to average as many points, especially since they were kind of easing his way in first five to ten games. But he did get his shot going, and despite having the most three point attempts yet of his career, he was shooting the highest percentage of his career, shooting forty four point seven percent from downtown, and that kind of made me excited to see what he could do in two thousand twenty two to twenty three, which is this year. And he didn't really quite develop into that fifteen point per game score. I think he could be now. There are a different thing. There, there are a few components, reasons to that. Number one, I'm not sure if he can be that kind of guy. And number two, Kyle Kuzma really did step up. They're one of three teams in the NBA to have three players averaging 19 and a half or more points per game. So that is, of course, a huge deal as well. The Wizards have other scores, but you know he's had a consistent bench role throughout the entire year. Suffered an injury, I think, throughout the year as well. Uh, missed a few games, but overall hasn't missed too much time. Um, but again, he just never really got to that. 15, 17 point per game scoring level that I think we all could have expected from him. And that's what we were kind of expecting. I predicted him to win most improved player last year if he had played more games. And even though he didn't imp- play more games, yes, he improved his efficiency, but he didn't really improve his play that much. I don't think the play of what we saw from Rui Hachimura overall had a significant change. So I'm kind of disappointed in some aspects because while I'm a big fan of Rui and I wish him the best in LA, I think he really missed out on an opportunity. I really think he could have been that 17-point-per-game score, a guy that's the third-best player on a championship team, a guy that's playing good defense, good from the three, averaging about 15, 17 points per game, and just kind of being a really like above, like above, above what a role player is for his entire career, maybe adding on a few championships. <clears throat> and it wouldn't just have to be with the Wizards. 
but I think kind of his career didn't turn out the way that we all at maybe not expected, but wanted it to turn out. I think he didn't really capitalize on the potential that he did have. But as for the Lakers, I think this is a great deal for them because you get rid of a guy like Kendrick Nunn, who they, to be honest, they really weren't using him in their rotation. They were over the past few games, but they already have a plethora of guards. Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, LeBron can run the point. They really don't need uh, Kendrick Nunn, to be completely honest. So you get rid of him. Yes, you gain a million in cap space, but they're in such a terrible cap space position. Even if they lost a million dollars like the Wizards have, which they freed up a million dollars in cap space, which we will break that down in a second, it really wouldn't change that much. So I I think people should stop overreacting to that like they are. You're getting rid of a few second-round picks, whatever. But you get a guy like Rui Hachimura, who adds, even though his efficiency hasn't really proved it this year, still can easily shoot from the three-point range, which is very important because they need three-point shooters. A guy that is decent defensively and will get you a few points. Kind of like... It kind of like a less experienced, younger version of Jay Crowder, in a sense. And that is kind of what the Lakers needed. And they're getting him on a cheap contract. And if they can't re-sign him, great. They're, again, they're not giving up a lot. They're giving up second-round picks and a guy they really weren't using in their rotation. So when I see ESPN giving them a C grade on their trade, I, I disagree. I think the Lakers really had a decent trade here. Uh, I don't think it was a bad trade by any means. I just I don't, I don't think it's a big trade at all, but I think it adds, you know, forward depth, which is always something you can need as a team that's looking to try to contend with two great players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But again, I don't think it was such an impactful trade, but I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be for the Lakers' perspective. For the Wizards' perspective, what do I think of the deal? Because that's why you guys are here. It's Wiz Talk with Chase, not Lakers Talk with Chase. I actually, when I initially saw the deal, I did not like the deal. Um, I think something interesting to think about is the fact that they get that second round pick this year by Chicago, which is right now 39th overall. If the season ended today, that would be the 39th overall pick. So you may not get a game-changing player, but you could get a guy. We've seen second round picks like Herb Jones, as an example, that just kind of come out of nowhere and you know really become a good rotational player. And if the Wizards can make a smart pick on that, you know, they can maybe get an impactful player with that pick, which will probably range from around 35th to 40th overall. So not terrible that you get that. I mean, 2028 and 2029 second-round picks, those are just an add-on. It's like, okay, Lakers are like, sure, whatever. But the key part here is Kendrick Nunn. And, you know, a guy like Kendrick Nunn in his rookie year was a very good basketball player, to say the least. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, Kendrick Nunn really played well, you know, with the with the Heat. And not only that as well, but, like, he really was playing a big role. Remember, that team made the NBA Finals. I feel like some people are forgetting now. He really had a big role on that team. And I think it's really just, you know, something to think about. Speaking of second-round picks, I mean, this guy went undrafted, came in immediately to the NBA, 15 points a game with the Heat. Then, even though we didn't have as good defense in 2021, still had really good numbers, 14.6 points per game, improved his efficiency to 48.5% from the field, 38% from three, 93% from the three-point line. Very, very good numbers. Again, 14 points per game as well. Then he missed the entirety of last season, and this year has been getting just 13.5 minutes per game after getting between 29 to 29.5 in his first two seasons in Miami. And his numbers haven't looked as good. His efficiency has not looked good at all. 40% from the field, um, 32% from three. But, however, I think there is still a, a positive sign that he can, um, you know, start playing good basketball. And not only that, but, but I think there is some proof to it because in the month of January, right, he has averaged 10.5 points per game with the Lakers 
And if you look at the games where he gets a lot of minutes, like, for example, take January 6th against the Hawks um, in, in, um, in Atlanta, I think. Uh, no, excuse me, at home against Atlanta. Doesn't matter. Um, 27 minutes. You were given a lot of minutes. Now what did he do with it? 23 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 56.3% from the field from, um, uh, field goal shooting, forty, nearly 43% from 3-point range, made all of his free throws. Very good numbers. Very good numbers. So I think that when he's been given the opportunity, he could absolutely execute on that opportunity. How about this? If you give Kendrick Dunn the amount of minutes he had, in 2021, he actually hasn't gotten worse. He's averaging exactly the same, 14.6 points per game if he plays 29 and a half minutes. So the point is, again, it's going to be really hard for him to come into the Wizards rotation immediately because of the way DeLon Wright has been playing recently, because of Jordan Goodwin and his stretches. Monte Morris has been playing really good basketball, especially with his um, one of the best assist-to-turnover ratios in the NBA. But it is really, really something good to think about that Kendrick Nunn really hasn't fallen off. He just hasn't been given the proper opportunity. Yes, I don't agree he's the same defensively. I don't agree he can shoot as efficiently, but I still think he could be a very productive guard. And if the Wizards are kind of going in this direction, maybe not towards rebuilding, but maybe also not towards contending, if they let, especially if they let Kuzma go in the offseason, we'll really know they're going in that direction. Kendrick Nunn, you know, he is on a final year of his contract, which is interesting, but even if the Wizards aren't going in this direction, I give him a shot. I play him a few games. Again, he's on an expiring contract, so I play him. You know, I play him a little bit, and the Wizards do free up a million dollars in cap space, which I don't think is that big of a deal. Again, Wizards are also in a terrible cap space situation, so freeing up the $1 million, it's not as bad as L.A., so it's more impactful, but it's also not the same. Again, those 2028-29 second-round picks, by the way, are just kind of add-ons, but overall for the Wizards, if I needed to give a grade, and I'm kind of thinking of this last minute here, I think I'd give them a B because... Well, here's the thing. If you would have told me that they traded the ninth overall pick for an injury-prone point guard and three second-round picks, I would have told you an F, F, F. But because it's a guy like Ruby Hachimura, and it's not that Ruby Hachimura wasn't deserving of the ninth overall pick, which are probably better players available with that pick, he just kind of, he's a replaceable player. There's more kind of Ruby Hachimuras out there if that makes sense. Jay Crowder is one of them. As an example, on the open market on an expiring contract. The Wizards get rid of a guy on an expiring contract, free up a million dollars in cap space, get a future guard that they can maybe use, an impactful second-round pick. It's fine, though. You know what? Again, when you think of it as the ninth overall pick traded for that, it's not great. But again, it was really disappointing to see what happened with Ruby Hachimura. He could have easily been more productive than what actually happened um, to him here in Washington. And I'm kind of disappointed to hear it. But overall, I don't think it was a bad trade um, for the Wizards. For the Lakers, I give him a B plus. I give him a better grade just because of the fact that I think they are making a deal that makes more sense for the direction that they're looking to go in. They're looking to make a run here for the playoffs as Anthony Davis gets healthy, and you get an immediate impact guy who can average double digits while Ebal, we've seen him already done this, shoot uh, 40% from three. And again, you get rid of a guy, a guard, an injury-prone guard who's not really in your rotation. You already have guys. You even forgot about Dennis Schroeder in that conversation when you got Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook. You know, you have guards. You don't need more guards. They do need depth at forward. If you look at their forwards right now, you know, Lonnie Walker's kind of like a shooting guard, but he plays small forward. Troy Brown Jr. is their other forward. Wanted Scano Anderson. They need it forwards, and you get an immediate impact forward in Ruby Hachimura that can help them maybe try to make a playoff run this year. I think that's why I give them a higher grade, the Lakers. It's not because they made a better trade than the Wizards. It's just because I think 
they made a trade that's more impactful to the situation that they are in. The Wizards didn't make a bad trade. I don't think they made an amazing trade. I think it was a trade. I think you kind of take a risk and kind of get rid of a guy like Ruby Hachimura on an expiring contract. It's unfortunate. I wish Ruby the best. I hope maybe he can get a ring someday. I hope he has a good career in the NBA. But I'm not sure really the – I mean, especially if they want to sign Kuzma this offseason, they just simply would not have the money for Hachimura. So I think the deal makes sense. I don't think any of us, though, were expecting it now. Um, but I guess the only thing, though, for the Wizards is I maybe would have waited a little bit to make this deal. I understand trying to get rid of Hachimura, a guy on an expiring contract, but I think I would have waited. And the reason why I say waiting is be- waited is because, like, they, they could have used him, gotten this value up, because he showed very – he was very inconsistent his past two games, put up zero points against the Knicks in that victory. But then last game, which we're going to have a recap for tomorrow when we preview the Mavericks game as well, 30 points while shooting 60% for three. 22 field goal attempts, 13 made, 30 points. He, he proved that he could run an offense. So I think the key thing here is that, you know, I think if they would have played Hachimura more, he would have played consistently, and the Wizards would have started winning games because of Hachimura. Not because of Hachimura, but he would have had a big part in the winning games. I think his value could have gone up, and they could have got a better deal in exchange instead of just kind of taking that, okay, another expiring contract guy that has potential seconds or whatever. Instead, you could have gotten, I think, something else. But I don't think it's terrible. I think, you know, Lakers, I think, very smart to do the trade now. Wizards, I don't, it could have been now. It could have been at the trade deadline. I don't think it matters. But, again, we are starting to – this is kind of the first trade for NBA fans. This is just going to start – this is like one of, of a few coming up. There's usually a few, like these next two weeks or so. And then as we get to the week of the NBA trade deadline, there's probably about – Four trades, and then the trade deadline day is the trade deadline day. If you're an NBA fan, you know how epic that day is. So, overall, not a terrible trade for the Wizards. Again, I'm a little bit sad to um, um, have to move on from Moore. He just never really reached the potential that I think he could have reached. But, overall, they don't get bad deal in exchange. Oh, again, we will have an episode tomorrow where we preview the Mavericks game. Um, in Dallas, Wizards are about to go on a little bit of a road trip, uh, so that will be interesting. But again, one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NBA, so maybe in some of those games you can fit Kendrick Nunn in. Unfortunately, though, Kristaps Porzingis did get hurt, so we are going to be talking about that tomorrow as well. So stay tuned, but tell me what your guys' thoughts are on the trade, and I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. I wish, I wish Ruby the best. Kendrick Nunn, welcome to Washington, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.